0: Please listen carefully. Hello, universe, and welcome to the Optimist Daily Update. I'm Christy Jansen. And I'm Ariel Tienko. We are part of the team behind the Optimist Daily, making solutions the news. We bring you reader-supported solutions news every day in order to change the tenor of news media, social media, and hopefully the direction of your day to help us all get focused on solutions.
1: Seven days a week, we publish positive news stories written by award-winning journalists and delivered online to your inbox and through our social channels. And also, we are sharing these solutions in a commute-worthy, walk-worthy, walk-your-dog-before-you-have-a-meeting-worthy podcast. That's right. (laughs) Today is Monday, May 30th, 2022. How was your walk with Tucker this morning, Christy? It was good. It was good. He did his
0: doggy duty. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> And got to smell lots of things. We we did not encounter any cats, which is always disappointing for him. Aww. He's not like a cat chaser, but he's very curious about them. He, they're not that interested in him, but he's very excited when he sees a cat.
1: Really? Okay. My cat Tinker or my cat, my dog Tinkerbell is similar. She's always crying when she sees cats because yeah, she yeah. grew up around kittens. Yeah. She wants to say yeah. hi, right? Tucker <laughs> wants
0: to say hi and, you know, he's interested, but then, you know, they usually thank him by scratching him in the nose or something. Yeah. The cats are probably know? not like, too trusting especially because tucker is so big right he's massive (laughs) i know he's very large he's kind of a cat kind of dog though he he, he's kind of chill with other people Mm -hmm. he's pretty okay to be left alone a lot of the time oh that's good to sleep in the sun
1: yeah it's kind of fun to watch the fur babies go about their days yeah
0: exactly i'm so excited to meet tinkerbell
1: when i come to holland in the summer. I know. I wish you could bring Tucker along, but
0: I suppose that would be a bit of a hassle. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think they'd let him in the cabin of an airplane because he's he weighs like 90 pounds. No. Yeah. <laughs> You'd have to buy I don't, him a ticket. But I don't, he can't sit on a seat <laughs> with me, you know? Yeah.
1: Well, we're excited to have you here as well. It'll be nice to to finally meet you in person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, I'm sure you'll miss Tucker though. Oh, I,
0: I absolutely will. I absolutely will. And I'm not sure what I'm going to do with the fish. I don't know if I trust... My husband to feed him.
1: Well, we were talking on another podcast. I guess it was you and Summers talking about uh, hiring teenagers over the summer mm-hmm. to do some things, some bits and bobs. So maybe that could be an option.
0: Yeah, my son won't be here while I'm gone, so we'll figure it out.
1: Well, uh, speaking of kids, yeah. So let's
0: <laughs> let's get into our stories because we have a couple really really good ones, and they do touch on parenting. Mm-hmm. So what's your article? Why don't you go first?
1: Okay, so this article caught my interest because I had no idea that well, I, I know that being a parent is hard. Being an LGBTQ parent has unique challenges. But the headline of this article reads Colorado law gives LGBTQ plus parents rightful custody over their children. And this is their own children. So I didn't know that there was a barrier for parents to get custody over their actual children. So <laughs> a counter law is the Marlowe Law, and that's just been signed by Colorado Governor Jared Polis, who's also gay, and he signed it to resolve an unfair legal issue that previously denied same-sex parents legal custody over their own children. The bill was named after Colorado House Majority Leader Danae Escar's child, and Escar gave birth to Marlowe, that's her daughter, using Heather's, her wife's, genetic material, However, to gain legal custody over their daughter, both women had to adopt her and go through the whole system trying to adopt their own daughter. Eskar commented on this ridiculous kink in the law in a speech earlier this year, saying, My wife realized she actually has more rights to the embryos we still have frozen than she has to our daughter. Heather has to adopt her
0: own daughter, which is just mind-boggling to me. It is a kink in in the law and how we count parenthood. This is sort of an interesting subject in the era of the conversation about reproductive rights Mm -hmm. here in the United States that's recently gotten heated. Mm -hmm. Is this a big deal? Like, has it impacted a lot of families?
1: Yeah, it's actually impacted lots of families. And courts have made same-sex couples jump through hoops just to have parental rights over their own child. So another example of this is Megan Anderson. She told the state senate that her wife underwent a child abuse background check, was fingerprinted at the police station, and paid legal fees of $1,567, and after that had to plead for the parental rights of her and her partner before a judge. So, formally known as HB 22-1153, the new law will help streamline same-sex parents' custody process whose children were conceived by assisted reproduction. LGBTQ parents can now declare voluntary acknowledgement of parentage, and this will hold up in court the same as any other parental right. So the law that's been signed by Jared Paulus will allow for a more dignified process and removes complicated, expensive, and unfair
0: steps that were previously in place. I mean, if you think about it, okay, so the, you, you know that the woman who gives birth to the baby should have legal rights. Although mm-hmm. if that's a surrogate mother, then there's another complication there,
1: yeah, right, exactly.
0: and then that mother usually says, "Okay, this is the father and identifies the father, but there's no paternity test that gets implemented in the normal course of having babies. So it's sort of interesting how we need to have a law for this mm-hmm. for parents to say, "Okay, this is my child, and I mm-hmm. share this child with this is his other parent or her other parent this is this is our family." yeah, <laughs> I think this is this is a significant step to help smooth out the legal recognition for parent-child relationships. Mm-hmm. And what I love about The Optimist Daily is that
1: sometimes you come across solutions here that you didn't even realize there was a problem for. I didn't know those <laughs> <laughs> and, and this is just one of those moments for me. I guess that speaks to my own ignorance as well. But you just don't think about these things when you're not confronted with them. Mm-hmm. And being a parent is is obviously a really tough job already, so... I'm happy that at least this has been this kink Mm -hmm. has been ironed out by Mr. In in Colorado. Yeah, in Colorado. It'll be interesting to
0: see if there's any ripples in other in other jurisdictions. Mm -hmm. Thanks for sharing that one. My story also has to do with how to parent children in a sensitive way, and just thinking about what's going on this Mm -hmm. week or last week, rather, in relation to the the shootings in Texas and. The horrific situation that, you know, keeps happening in the United States where children are being uh, murdered in their schools by Mm -hmm. mostly young men with guns, which is just horrific. And it's traumatizing. And even if you live a thousand miles away from Uvalde, Texas, it's in the headlines and it's hard to not think about it. If you're a parent of a school-aged kid or if you're a kid who goes to school or a teacher who works in a school. So my headline reads how can you talk to students about returning to school because it might be something that kids get anxious about. Mm-hmm. Students and teachers have been rocked by the news of these of this latest one and it's difficult and maybe even disturbing traumatizing to think about going back to school. So for concerned parents of students, we thought it would be interesting to share this advice of child clinical psychologist Jennifer Grief Green of Boston University. She writes about how to handle this issue. She's an expert in student mental health and has studied the post-traumatic stress of children after violent events. First of all, what do you say to kids? It's hard to talk about these kinds of subjects, but a good place to start is just asking, what have they heard? Letting them talk about and ask questions. That way you're not necessarily sharing new information in broaching the subject. You're not saying anything that might end up scaring them more, but you are hearing where they're coming from and you can validate their feelings while also correcting any misunderstandings and keep them sort of centered and feeling safe. And just the act of talking about scary things can help to reduce anxiety. And you know, if kids are afraid to go back to school, you got to remember to validate their feelings. You know, it'll hit some kids differently than others, but it's important to express that you understand their feelings. Once you validate their feelings, you can share your own feelings of trust, both in your kid for knowing how to handle themselves and also in the institution that you're sending them. You can express that as you're dropping them off and you remind them that you believe that this is a safe situation, but you understand that they're scared. And then there are some resources which are actually... Uh, available from the National Child Traumatic Stress Network. And this is something that I'm a little bit aware of because in Santa Barbara here, we have a really unique nonprofit with whom I've worked a lot called the Santa Barbara Response Network that gives trainings in something called psychological first aid, which is meant to be used in the immediate aftermath of a disaster. Often this will be a school Mm -hmm. shooting or a rash of suicides. And the goal is to help reduce the initial distress and help stabilize people. And Psychological first aid is something that anybody can be trained to do. And in fact, it's a peer-to-peer network. It's not something that is usually done by professionals. It's done by people who are in the community, who learn how to be good, sensitive listeners, and to help people feel safe and secure. And I think we've written about psychological first aid on the Optimist Daily before. And then the second level is called Skills of Psychological Recovery. This is another training that can be taken, and this is used for like in the weeks and months following a disaster to help with ongoing distress. And it teaches individuals who've gone through traumatic experiences some skills for how do you heal yourself on an emotional, psychological level. There's also a training called the Child-Adult Relationship Enhancement. And this is for any kid, but it's particularly useful and helpful for young children. Then it helps strengthen the attachment and relationships between children and parents and other caregivers. And it can help reduce behavioral concerns following disasters. And those are all available at the National Child Traumatic Stress Network and the National Association of Schools Psychologists. And, you know, this is something we really need to deal with. Mm. Mental health is a super important problem. And, when traumatizing events like this happen, it just reminds us that we really need to take care of ourselves and we need to make sure our children and our teachers, and if you think about it, being a teacher in a school today, it's really a challenging situation to be in. It's a broken system. This is just a small solution, but really the, the bigger systemic issue, I wish we could really come together as a nation and, and a deal with it in a different way. Until then, here's some tips for how to actually talk to your kids about being scared. The big thing is just let them talk and listen and affirm what they're saying and just talking it through over and over again. Sometimes it takes time to process. Yeah.
1: Thank you for sharing that. I myself am not a parent. I totally respect and admire all the parents out there because it's a really big responsibility. I only have my fur baby to speak for. (laughs) Yeah. Other stories that are on The Optimist Daily today include another one about the Uvalde shooting. There's an article that says how to help the Uvalde shooting victims and their families. Scientists use CRISPR gene editing to make tomatoes richer in vitamin D. Huh. Llamas could be the answer to cell-specific medication in humans. That's an interesting one. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Other stories
0: today. Uh, switching to e-cigarettes may be the gateway to healthier lifestyle. You know, if you want to get off smoking, it is perhaps a bridge. E-cigarettes have their own issues, but um, so this is an interesting article there. Explorers in China find prehistoric forest hidden in an enormous sinkhole. This is a very cool story Mm -hmm. and then finally fun ways to counter lionfish invasion in your i guess in your area if you (laughs) a fun way (laughs) a fun way i don't know if you happen to be in a place where there's too many lionfish which i guess are an invasive species this article has some tips for how you can counter that That is what we've got for today and there's tons more so go check it out. I Hope you're all well on this Monday and thanks so much for listening and sharing this little minute with us on The Optimist Daily Update. We promise to keep sharing positive solution-based articles and ideas with information about how you can participate in a changing world and help ensure it is change for the good. If you are not already, please consider becoming an emissary on TheOptimistDaily.com and help us keep our work going and keep us in business so we can keep covering current <laughs> events with accurate legitimate sources and offering you all that information that we all need. It starts at just $5 a month. There's different levels. You can participate in this reader-supported independent journalism. There's also opportunities to support us for free, by sharing on social media, forward stories to friends, get more people signed up for our daily newsletter for free. And, you know, make sure to leave us positive reviews on the podcast if you're listening to us. Clearly, if you're hearing me right now, you're listening to us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Help us find more listeners. Help us find more people because our mission is to get a more of the world focusing on you know on the solutions that are out there
1: all right so let's keep the optimist daily free to all who need it supported by those who can happy monday and we will be back tomorrow with more solutions